0: Hi, this is Eric Samuels with SearchSAP.com, and I'm here with John Reed and Ori Inbar. Today we'll be talking about SAP jobs, specifically NetWeaver, with a small preview of things to come at TechEd 07. John and Ori, i just like to say thank you for being here, and John, why don't you take it away? Great. Welcome to this podcast interview with our special guest, Ori Inbar, Senior Vice President of Solution Marketing for SAP NetWeaver. We're going to talk with Ori today about NetWeaver job roles of the future and how we're going to get there. This podcast is hosted by Search SAP and was made possible by a joint collaboration between Search SAP and my site, JohnERP.com. Ori, thanks for joining us today.
1: It's good to be here, John.
0: Ori, before we get into your current role with SAP, can you tell our listeners how you got your start in SAP? Was it a case of being in the right place at the right time, or were you savvy enough to see uh, how big SAP was eventually going
1: to become? I think it's probably a combination of the two. Um 6 years ago I joined SAP through the top tier acquisition and I I became uh, in charge of the product definition within the newly established SAP portals organization. So again, uh good timing and uh, also great opportunity to to go from a startup where um, you have to do everything and and you have you see little impact on the market. Then you move into SAP and suddenly you see that if you do the right things, you could have really a great leverage in the in the industry.
0: And tell us about your current role with SAP.
1: So um, basically a year after I joined, I was asked to um, lead the marketing team for the new concept platform idea that we now uh, all know as NetWeaver. So practically in the last five years, uh, I was leading the uh, solution marketing uh, effort uh, for NetWeaver, starting from the definition, the, the the market strategy, and all the way to making it a one billion dollar business as it is today.
0: Great. Ori, our goal for this podcast is to have you give us your take on some of the NetWeaver jobs of the future that SAP has envisioned. Um, but more importantly, what we want to do is help get a better idea of how SAP customers and consultants can better anticipate these uh, skills trends. Does that sound like a good focus? Absolutely. All right, well, before we go further, one thing I want to do is clarify the use of terminology we're going to use today, and maybe you can set us straight on the proper use of some of these terms we uh, throw about kind of loosely sometimes to impress our colleagues. Um, in a sense, the focus of this podcast is on Enterprise SOA, but Enterprise SOA is deeply connected to NetWeaver because having a NetWeaver platform in place is necessary to leverage SAP's ESOA functionality. Does that description that I just gave make sense to you, or would you put it a little bit differently?
1: That's right. And in fact, the enterprise SOA is linked to everything that SAP does today, as it's the foundation of the architecture and the technology that we do. And also, when we look at it from customer perspective, they cannot have the same siloed view of the past, where you have you know, your SAP application here in the corner. Now everything has to relate to each other, work together, so you can really run some of your business processes across different systems, regardless of the boundaries, Uh, and that makes uh, Enterprise SOA kind of the foundation for practically everything you do in your IT landscape.
0: Makes sense. All right. Well, I think we've got the terminology down. So looking back at Sapphire 2007, uh, CEO Henning Hegerman and other top-line SAP executives talked about the pending uh, ESOA skills shortage. Uh, So what are these new skills they're talking about that are needed on project sites that we're maybe a little bit short on now?
1: So first, yes, uh, we're definitely seeing uh, significant shortage. Um, You know, there's a lot of movement in terms of technology and products out there. And uh, more importantly, a lot of movement in terms of the um, methodology and philosophy on how you want to organize your IT. And and that is basically, Having high demand on highly skilled people, um, people that you, can, you know it's not just someone that you can shop off the street with a certain certification. This is something that uh you basically know by by name you know there's that, that guy that knows how to do this specific thing so um so there's definitely a shortage, and some people estimate it to be around twenty thousand resources that will be missing in the next few years. And that includes partners and consultants and customers, customers own IT organizations. Um, the key roles that we're seeing moving forward uh, could be described in four categories. You want me to go into those categories? Oh yes, let's do. So I would say that um, first you have the uh, the traditional, if you will, technology professionals. Uh, people do administration and security and running portals and. Uh, Data management and so on. So, so demand for these guys will continue to to be strong, uh, as it was in the past. Uh, then we're getting to some some of the more uh, the newer categories. Uh, one is the enterprise architect. This is really a, a major major role, uh, responsible for this whole transition of IT landscapes and organizations from where they were before to where they're, they're going to be in the future. Leveraging an SOA architecture, leveraging the new ideas of a business process platform, and so on. Uh, so, so that guy is really responsible for the big picture, um, connecting the business requirements with the technology, uh, and, and working with all different departments, different teams uh, across the company, or sometimes across a business network beyond the company, to to establish these new new approaches. That's a very very key role. Another key role is the uh, emerging business process expert. You now, we recently launched uh, a community around that uh, uh, audience, which, which is looking at the people that um, are responsible for managing and changing and evolving specific business processes. Um, again, emerging from some existing roles, such as business analysts and application consultants, and people coming from uh, the business perspective and, and responsible for certain business processes. So that's really uh, the, the third role. And the fourth role that I would describe is more on the developer side. Uh, so obviously still going to be a strong demand for developers. Uh, and now the, the specific skill that is needed is around development of uh, enterprise services, which is, you know, it's still development, so you you would use your... your uh, uh, language of choice, Java or you know, ABAP or combination, or maybe even some .NET uh, coding, uh, but, but you need to, to uh, have in mind uh, a different perspective on, on what you're developing because this is something that will have to be reused across multiple needs, across multiple departments. So, so the state of mind the tools that you're going to be n- using are, are very different than what you have in the past.
0: That makes a lot of sense, and I can start to see some connections between those roles and today's uh, project roles. Uh, One thing that I really picked up on at Sapphire that I wanted to ask you about was it seems like the transition to uh, the business process platform that SAP is envisioning now also really impacts these new roles because what I was hearing again and again is that a lot of your classic functional uh, experts in SAP, they may be a little more used to looking at things in more of a functional silo type of approach and that a business process driven platform is going to look at things in much more of an integrated way across functional areas. And then also just the business process platform implies that business is really driving IT rather than the other way around. And so IT folks are needing to think about things in terms of a bigger business picture for what they're trying to do. Would you agree that those trends are impacting the skills roles that we're looking at here?
1: I think you you really hit the the nail on the head. Um, uh, there are a couple of things here. One, one just like you said, the uh, historical siloed view of things is irrelevant anymore. So, so the biggest change is that whether it's people, whether it's technology, we have to look at things in a much uh, more holistic perspective, uh, much more business driven as opposed to technology driven. But I think it's a, it's really a unique career opportunity for all different uh, professionals in the, the SAP space. Um, and it's, a, it's unique because just just like SAP, which is, you know, building on, on its strength in business processes and now expanding beyond that, same applies for um, careers of professionals in this space. They, they can build on their skills on their understanding of, of business processes and business logic in a lot of, uh, of, it, of the knowledge that was captured in ABAP today. And then broaden it uh, using new tools, new languages, new standards uh, to becoming much more valuable for the organizations and, and much more uh, valuable for the businesses. So, so that's really a a, a big change. I think it's going to be uh, extremely interesting for the individuals in the space, also lucrative because you know the more you're becoming relevant for the business, the more lucrative this whole thing becomes and um and i think it also um you know it gives a strong sense of uh of a supportive community uh, if you just go to the sap developer network or the business process expert community you see that it's uh it's much more vibrant much more active than you would see in other communities um uh, and and that's giving a sense of you know there's really a movement happening here there are a lot of people focusing on this and and are going to help me be successful and and uh it's like, you know, this self sustaining community that um we all want to succeed uh and, and we we're trying to help each other to succeed in this. So so all these things combined I think are, are really making this uh, a unique opportunity. And um uh we can talk later on, on some some of the uh you know specific skills that are needed to change, you know, to address the, the, the this new concept of a business process platform.
0: Makes sense. So, if you were sitting down with a classic s a p functional consultant today, you know either financials person logistics, what have you uh what would you advise them as far as uh you know at the next
1: step in terms of anticipating where this technology is going um so first, I think we we all need to be much more open minded than before um look around, understand what other teams are doing, what other technologies are out there because a lot of things that uh, that we're doing, whether it's, you know, Java coding or ABAP or installing something or working with a business, uh, requires you to, to look at things much more horizontally than before. So that's really a state of mind that we all need to, to take. Um, you know, more specifically, when it comes to um, um, the architecture, um, understanding the concept of an enterprise architecture framework and what it means for the over-organization and then more specifically for for each team, for each individual. Uh, that That is a totally new skill that people need to learn. Um, another thing is business process modeling. Um, the tools are, are getting there. We're not totally there, but I think that uh, if you look at it, what's coming out of uh, of SAP and some other uh, um, technology vendors in the market, you start to see that Modeling tools are really uh, maturing, and, and you're really think, seeing how people are starting to model business processes with these tools, as opposed to coding, uh, what we did before. Uh, so that's an, another area where where a lot of people need to to start focusing on. Um, and then once once you look at the business processes, uh, you you want to see how you can optimize those business processes. So forget about just optimizing the technology and the uh, the wires here we're looking at how you optimize the business process uh, with whatever it takes so you know it, you're trying to abstract basically this business process from the on, all the underlying hardware and and uh, software infrastructure that is needed to run those business processes um so again it's a, it's a different type of uh, of skill that uh, and focus that people have to develop
0: uh when I spoke with SAP Netweaver folks at Sapphire, one of the interesting themes that came across about functional consultants is that the classic functional consultant skill set in SAP is centered around configuring tables and configuration skills. And it seemed to me that this new functional consultant configuration may be a piece of it, but so much of it seemed to depend more on industry know how, overall business process know how and really being able to partner with clients to understand that first and configuration maybe being a piece of that but not so much at the core of the skill set would you agree that that's going to change
1: absolutely uh i mean as we said before um soa is not driving projects what's driving the project is specific business initiatives and requirements and soa just happens to be a great architecture great foundation for for driving those changes on the business side so so it's all driven by you know by the business um And uh, what it means for for those, you know, application consultants, functional consultants is that um, it goes beyond the, you know, just kind of uh, the the features and function in in a specific module. It's really looking at, at what does it take to run a specific business process in the best way across the company or sometimes, again, beyond the company with your business partners, customers, and so on. Um, and that's requiring a different uh different view on on what you have to do where we need to spend your time on a day-to-day basis
0: makes sense i'm glad you touched on the sap developer because i thought we should just briefly hit on that it seems to me that a lot of folks in the market have very simplistic views of sap development for example you hear a lot that abap is dead um, or you hear oh all development projects are outsourced uh and it seems from what i've seen that those are simplistic views and in fact the SAP developer of the future is really sort of an ABAP Java slash uh, SOA hybrid that really understands a variety of development platforms. Once again, deriving their focus from the business focus of the project. Is that how you see it, or how do you see the development roles of the future?
1: I, I totally see that, that hybrid is the future. Um, first of all, on the ABAP front, it's ABAP uh, is not dead. I mean. As much as as some of our competitors wanted to to die, this is a a very thriving um, community. Uh, There's hundreds of thousands of of certified people around ABAP, and they're still in in high demand in the market. But but again, let's look at it as a career growth opportunity for both the ABAP uh, developers as well as the Java developers. They both are missing something. And uh, if they work together, whether in one person or in a team of people that Combine both the ABAP and Java skills; it, it doesn't matter. That depends really on the scale of the, the the company or the project. But it's really a joint career opportunity because uh, the the problem that Java developers uh, have been facing is that you know it's a really cool technology. It's new. It's modern. You can do uh, some some great stuff with it. But um, it's really hard to get some real business value out of it because a lot of the business logic, a lot of the knowledge. Is actually in other systems, such as, as in, in ABAP code. And on the ABAP front, um, again, extremely valuable, very productive. Uh, That's really what holds the, the knowledge of, of business processes. But it's viewed, it's perceived as something that is not as new as some of the new technologies, you know, whether it's SOA or, or, or related or Java. So when you bring those two worlds together, the two uh, types of skills, the two types of people, you really hit the jackpot because um, you give the ABAP folks uh, something to look forward to, something that is more modern, more, in, you know, hot, hotter in the market. And for the Java folks, you give them an the ability to show business value much faster, leveraging the business logic and, and the whole uh, business process expertise and bringing it together. I think that's, that's uh, in, in a lot of uh, customer cases, we're seeing this as a, a very healthy uh, cross-pollination that is happening between the teams and those which are really able to combine the two effectively are, are leaping, leapfrogging everybody else and in, in other cases where you still see a a wall between the Java folks and the ABBA folks that's where you see stagnation and people are not really uh, taking advantage of, of uh, where this whole thing could go.
0: I think that's an excellent summary and the one thing I would add to that is I've seen a shift from the focus on unique one-time customizations to reusability of all interface-type work and a focus on how can this be reused so we can leverage it in the future. Would you agree that that's also a shift we're seeing?
1: Yeah, we can only agree.
0: Okay. Uh, well, the one major skill set we haven't touched on that I'd like to just briefly hit is the classic basis slash system admin skill set. It seems to me that these folks are also getting pulled into this mix and that part of the focus there is on the big picture of application integration and not simply uh, you know how is one system running in in one location how do you see the 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 system administration what we used to call basis
1: evolving in the netweaver era yeah, that's a it's a great point and, and and again here the the key the key thing is that it's the scope has been broadened. broaden it's not just i mean when you say running an sap environment it's not just running a, a certain module of of erp this is about um running all my key business processes, my standard processes, as well as some of the new ones that I want to create across multiple systems, and um, you know the fact that you're coming from the SAP perspective is giving you great strength because you know that that uh, material you know you know the topic, but you have to expand your view much beyond just running a specific module or specific function uh, and again, as we said before, this is really a, a mind shift. Uh, But it also requires you to to get some skills and knowledge of of additional tools, of additional technologies that go beyond just the narrow world of uh, the traditional SAP applications.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Let's flip this briefly before we wrap this discussion. On the focal point of the SAP customer, I think a lot of our conversation has been incredibly useful in terms of uh, helping professionals make sense of what the next steps are for them. But as an SAP customer, what do you advise them to do in terms of, we talked about these skills gap shortages, so how can they be smart about uh, building out these forward-thinking projects but not getting caught uh, lacking the key skills they need to, uh, to implement these solutions?
1: So, so here, you know, uh, I have some, some good news that, um, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, SAP has been kind of looking at these roles and how they're evolving and changing. And um, uh, I think we now got to a point where we have kind of a, a good understanding while working with the community, what are those roles, uh, what are the skills that are needed for those new roles, and how you could acquire them. So. Um, this is kind of a preview announcement that TechEd at the end of, uh, or beginning of October, we will announce uh, a new set of uh, certification um, programs. And that will be organized along the the four categories that I mentioned before, the technology professionals, the enterprise architect, the business process expert, and the ES developers. And uh, it's going to be a whole program that will include, um, you know, training and education, with certification in the end, and it's all going to be role-based. So instead of the, the siloed view, the functional view of the past, you'll have a mix of different things that are needed for each one of those roles. And then uh, it's obviously not going to end just with the certification. There's going to be a continuous knowledge transfer around these topics. That's how we're going to organize our communication on the SAP Developer Network. Uh, that's how we're going to organize our communication um, you know, in events, uh, educational events, and so on, like TechEd. So that will give kind of an ongoing support for what you need to know, how you can learn, uh, all the various uh, skills and topics that you need uh, based on these four uh, role categories.
0: Excellent. Well, definitely look forward to uh, hearing about that as we head down to TechEd in in Vegas. Uh, There's so much we could talk about here, and I had uh, more to talk about in terms of future job roles that perhaps down the road we can revisit these themes with uh, with Ori. But I think we're reaching our close today. Eric, uh, are there any questions you wanted to pose, to Ori? So, Ori, we hear a lot about how important the change in technology and products are with these Netweaver roles. How important is the human element?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the the we're all going through a major transformation with the architecture and the products, uh, but we we should shouldn't underestimate the importance of the people angle in those projects. From what we're seeing, um, this is the, the number one factor that defines whether a project is going to be successful or not. Um, so the focus on skills, the focus on how these roles are changing is, is really critical. And, and what I would like to tell everybody is that the main thing that is really hard to do, what we have to do, is to to break the silos uh, and, and really start collaborating across teams, across groups, across companies um, and really understanding how we start looking at things in a horizontal fashion as opposed to the the siloed approach. And we're seeing many customers that uh, understood that early in the process and and really spent a lot of effort in convincing people and uh, and really doing change management. uh, That's where the the most successful projects were and, and the best showcases. That we're seeing in the market, so um, you know, let's let's uh, let's keep working in the community and, and uh, whether it's the S P Developer Network or within our organization or across companies, and see how we can really um, break the silos and, and um, increase collaboration. And I'm sure that this whole tran- transformation is going to be really successful for all of us.
0: Breaking the silos, that sounds like a great mantra. And I think you made a really good point about the SAP communities that have surrounded this effort to support it because when we point to skills gaps, say, back in the 90s, that's one thing that we don't, didn't have them was that sense of a robust community of people who are gathering together to help guide each other through the transition. So look forward to hearing more about that at TechEd. Uh, or I think you really gave our listeners a good summary of these uh, skills trends uh, and how they can anticipate them today. So thanks so much for joining us. It was my pleasure. Great. On that note, I'd like to thank our listeners for uh, being here today for this podcast interview on Netweaver job roles. Uh, this podcast was a joint venture between Search SAP and my site, JohnERP.com, bringing you career answers for SAP professionals. And with that, I'd like to turn it back to our host, Eric Samuels of Search SAP. All right. Thank you, John, and thank you, Ori. That does it for today's SearchSAP.com Netweaver Jobs podcast. Stop by again soon for our coverage of TechEd 2007, October 1st to the 5th. I'm Eric Samuels, and thanks for joining us.